Hello, good evening. Um, we'll begin here again in uh, Genesis chapter 10. And we will be talking about the nation, the nation of three sons of Noah. And this chapter is based on, as I mentioned before, individually, we look at chapters and we say that this, it means that God is speaking to an individual, but no, this is basically the book about nations. The Old Testament speaks about nations, individual, yes, but also it reaches down to nations. And we'll begin here in the Sons of Noah. And here you, you, will be, you see the nations of the earth as it overspread. And then in verse 1, in Genesis chapter 10, it says, Now these are the generations of the sons of Noah, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. And unto them were sons born after the flood. Here it mentions the generation of the sons of Noah. And after the flood, they began to give birth. Nations, the sons of Noah, began to give birth to the nations. And here it begins with Japheth. And in Japheth, it goes down all to from verse 2 to verse 3. And the sons of Japheth, as mentioned, is Goma, Magog, Media, Javan, Tubal, and Mashek, Tyrus, and first of all, you mentioned here is Magog. And Magog is today, um, according to expositors, it's a modern day Russia, Yugoslavia, between Russia. And it mentions also in the sons of Javan, it says Elisha, Tarshish, Kittim, Dodidim, sons of Goma. Ashkenat, Riphath, and Togama. And also Flavius Josepha identified the offspring of Magog, as we mentioned before about Magog, as also it's called the Skytans. And these are the people of the North Black Sea. According to him, the Greeks are called, uh, the Greeks called the Scythia, the Megogia which means Mag, uh, Magog, symbolizes Magog. And that's from historian Flavius Josephus. So in verse five, here it says, we talk, we're gonna talk about the crossing borders. And it says, by these were the isles of the Gentiles divided in their lands, everyone after his tongue after their families in their nations. Again, it says the isles of Gentiles that are divided, everyone after their tongue and after their families and their nations. And it says by these, everyone that is divided here, it's also, it mentions, for example, kings in, in Tarshish, you see the kings of Tarshish in 
Psalm 72 verses 10, it says, The kings of Tarshish and of the isles shall bring presents, and kings of Sheba and, and Seba shall offer gifts. Again, the word, here we use the isles, the word isles, and which I just read here in Genesis chapter 10 verses 5. But also in Psalms verses 72, verse 10, speaks about the isles. What is what does that mean? We get the word isles by saying island. That's where we get the word isles, island, you know, signifying the distance land or the land beyond the sea. And here you see the distance coast. And and God is not for integration. You know, men are to live apart in their own boundaries. There is a boundary God has made for men to live on earth. And we have to be separated into our boundaries. Also, you see here, it says the kings of Sheba. And, and again, I mentioned, as I mentioned in, in Psalm 72, verses 10, they have to offer gifts. So, in, also in Jeremiah, if you read in, also in Jeremiah 2, verse 10, it says, um, For pass over the isles of Shetham, and see, and send unto Kedah, and consider diligently, and see if there be such thing. Again, it mentions again the word pass the isles of Shetham. And Shetham here is, means uh, Cyprus. The island Cyprus. So this is to cross some kind of a coast, to cross the coast or to cross the border. So he says in again, he said, by these are the isles of the Gentiles divided by their lands. Everyone after their tongue, their families, and their nations. So we are we have to look at the, the nations as each of them has their own boundaries and their borders and their own places that God is going to divide these, these uh, uh, sons, sons of Noah, these nations, which becomes nations, because that's what they are. They are nations and they are all going to have boundaries and, and lands and borders across the isles. That's what is called the isle, meaning islands or, you know, sea coasts so we are we will come again in uh, the, also talking about the nations of the earth we come to the line of ham and we're going to talk about the hamites and in verse 6 it says he mentions the sons of ham and their descendants and he says and the sons of ham cush and Mizraim and puff and canaan again here are the sons of ham and Kush today is what we call Africa. And Mizram means, the word Mizram means fortress. And is used to indicate as the land of Egypt. And Puth is here, is an ancient Libya. And then we have Canaan. <clears throat> and in verse 7, it says, And the sons of Kush, Seba, and Havilah, and Sapna, Sapta and Rema 
and Saptecha, and the sons of Rema and Sheba and Dida. Again, here he mentions the sons of Cush, which is Seba, Havila, Sapta, Rema, Saptecha, uh, and the sons of Rema. Then mentions again in Seba and Dida. So these are the line of the Hamites. And the Hamites is the father of the, uh, the blacks. The, uh, the blacks, the dark skin, um, or we call people the dark skin complexion of humanity, the father of the blacks called the Hamites that came from the land of Egypt. And and all the way down to the coast of Africa and throughout. So we come here again, we're gonna look at a, a, a character in the Bible called Nimrod. And then which begins here in the verse eight and Genesis chapter eight, chapter 10 verses eight says, and Cush begat Nimrod. And the word here is, he began to be a mighty one in the earth. And he says, Cush begat Nimrod, who is a mighty one in the earth. And the word here, again, I will mention, began to be, speaks about the natural work of this man, um, Nimrod. He's a natural man. He's a, he's a self promoted man, he's a self-willed man, he's a man of the earth, obviously. But here he says the word called began to be speaks like Noah who began to be. And the word began to be here is uh the word means in Hebrew means shalau and in Strong's Concordance it means same as the word began means to me same as defile. It's a defilement to profane and to pollute, to dis, uh, desecrate. And also you can use the word uh, pu'al, P-U-A-L in Hebrew word. It means to begin to, uh, begin to profane. In other words, it begins to profane the name of the Lord. That's what it means. It says that Nimrod, that Cush begat Nimrod, he began to be a mighty one in the earth. Now, we're going to look at more in this um, Nimrod character, and we're going to see more about him, and he, which continues here in chapter uh, Genesis chapter 10, verses 9. It says, he was a mighty hunter, before the Lord. Wherefore it is said, even as Nimrod, the mighty hunter before the Lord. Now, what does it mean to be a mighty hunter before the Lord? What is exactly, what does it mean to be a mighty hunter before the Lord? And, and before stating the obvious, we're gonna we'll read a few scriptures to solidify the statement here. I, I will read Jeremiah 16, verses 16. 
And it says in Jeremiah 16, verses 16, it says, Behold, I will send forth many fishers, said the Lord, and they shall fish them. And after I will send forth many hunters, and they shall hunt them from every mountain and from every hill and out of the holes of the rocks. Again, moreover, in addition to that, I will read Micah 7.2, which states also in, it says, The good man is perished out of the earth, and there is none upright among men. They all lie in wait for blood. Again, here it says, They hunt every man, his brother with a net. Now, the word fishers here can be allocated to the same um, meaning used by the Lord Jesus himself when he says to Peter, I will make thee fishers of men. And the mighty hunter here is not as the hunter of animals. It's not mean that he was a mighty hunter before the Lord or hunter of animals before the Lord. This is not what the meaning is. Rather, more as a, a, a hunter of men's souls. He's a, he's a hunter of men's souls. And basically, a person who infringes other men's will. Nimrod is the type of man that infringes other men's uh, will. He's a hunter of men. And the word, the word of God in the beginning says, do not uh, have a dominion over the fish, the cattle, the seas, you know, the, the creatures. But God never gave another man to be dominant over another man. And in fact, it's, it's, it's not natural for men to find themselves being dominant to another man. So, because this is a result of the fall. But you see here that Nimrod is a dominant figure. He was a dominant figure that hunts the souls of men. And in other words, he infringes the souls of men to do his work. In the word slavery, this is the first taskmaster. If you're saying the word slavery, if you mean in the, in the context of slavery, this is the first taskmaster that, that has. This is basically gathering of uh, man's souls. And he, he, he was a rebellion. He was a rebellious man before the Lord. And apparently, this he called to defy God. And you will see that later on. But this man is... Um, someone with the evil heart of rebellion and apparently men during the flood they basically um defy god in a way or blame god because of the uh, of the flood and their heart became you know defiant they became defiant and this man is one of the ones that is going to gather all these men to defy the lord and begin his conquest here so it says that he is a hunter he is a, a a hunter before the lord or in a way as um they can say he is 
a hunter in the face of the Lord, in a defilement of the Lord. And this is Nimrod. He says, he says he was a hunter, was a mighty hunter before the Lord. Wherefore it is said, even as Nimrod, the mighty hunter before the Lord. Again, he says before the Lord. And also, also he says again, before the Lord. He, he mentioned it twice. Now, again, I said this before the Lord means, according to expositors, it means in the face of the Lord. He's a defiant. He's, he's a defiant character in, in the face of the Lord. So, and we're going to look at one of the things he, he, his conquests. First of all, he says here that he began to, uh, he says in verse 10, Genesis chapter 10, and he says, and the beginning of his kingdom was Babel. Now, this is the Tower of Babel. And then we know the Tower of Babel is an act that imposes God, that, that opposes God's way. And this is the first um, civilization that is built up here that opposes God. You see, this Nimrod had a heart of rebellion and he opposes God's way. And he says, and Eric and Acre, again, he says, and the beginning of his kingdom was Babel and Eric and Akkad and Kalner in the land of China. Again, the word China here means in is is the word Babylon that describes that describes Babylon. It's called the land of China. And and here is Nimrod's kingdom. And this is a civilized world system being built here. And it's a, it's a defiant system that put man in place. And it put man in a place to defy God. Today, we have a, a civilized system that is built up today. And, and we are all just building this called Tower of Babel. This is a, 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 a tower of Babylon. Babylon is now in a system. It's a system that defies God and it's the land of China. But here, interesting to know that uh, the, blacks, the black race here built the first civilization here. And it says that man begins to become dominant. The word here, man is now dominant over another man and also, not just another man, man become dominant and also define God's plan. Because God, God is says be fruitful and multiply. But we're going to see this um, defiance that wants to stay one place and defy God. So we come here also in the... The civilizations of Nimrod, he says in verse 11, he says, Out of the land went forth Asor and built Nineveh. Can you see the city of Nineveh here? And in the city of Rehoboth and Kala. And out this, this came out of the city of 
out of Babel. This is the city that protrudes out of Babel and out of the land of Erech and Akkad. And he says, Kalnir and Ashbor. And here he says, and built Nineveh and the city of Rehoboth and Kala. So we have here the city that came out of Babel, out of, out of the, um, the city of Babel. Then in verse 12, it says, And Razan between Nineveh and Kala, and the same city, and the same is a great city. So Razan between Nineveh and Kala, all these were great cities that just came out of this uh, world civilization of called Babel. And in verse 13 and 14, you have Mizram, Ludium, you have Anan Anamim, and Lehabim, and Neptuhim, and Kesluhim, of whom came out all these, it's called, of whom came out the Philistines. You got the Philistines now, like is mentioned here also, in part of Nim Nimrod's conquest. And then he says here in Captorium, this is also mentioned here. Again, these are all civilizations and nations that is coming out from this city called Babylon, and which is the civilizations of Nimrod. And from Genesis chapter 10, all the way from verse 15 to 18, we're going to go and we're going to talk about the line of Canaan and we see Canaan is the cursed line. This is the cursed line that remember when Noah um, cursed Ham, he says, cursed be Canaan. He cursed Canaan. His uh, son and uh, his grandson. And here you see, you're gonna see this cursed line, what this cursed line entails. So we're going to begin in verse 15. He says, And Canaan begat Sidon, his firstborn, and Het. And Canaan came out Het, and then Jebunites, Ammonites, Gergesites, Hivites, and Akatites, Akites, and Sinanites, and Arvadites. You have Zimarites and Hamathile, and you have the Canaanites. Now you see Canaanites, it says Canaanites here is spread abroad. And you have these Canaanites here. And it says in verse 19, and it says, and the border of the Canaanites was from Sidon, as thou comest to Gira, unto Gaza, and as thou goest unto Sodom and Gomorrah. Now we mentioned the Sodom and Gomorrah came out of the line of Canaanites. You remember when I mentioned before that the, the, the Canaanites became a polluted, sexual polluted uh, line. Now you have the fruit of it came out. That's where Sodom and Gomorrah came out of from Canaan, through Canaan. And Sodom and Gomorrah is a very perverse, you know, perverted city. It's a very perverted city. And then you have Adma and you have Zeboim 
and you, you have even unto Lasha. You know, here mentions that the border of the Canaanites was from Sidon and then the Sidonians. And you have the Sidonians that came here, you know. And then you have Gira that went on to Gaza. And, you know, Gira went on to Gaza and it goes to Sodom and Gomorrah. Now, I mentioned Sodom and Gomorrah is a sexual perverted city. This is a sexual perverted city. And here it says in Genesis, and I'll read in, in the book of Genesis, verses 13 to 12. And it says, Abraham was in Canaan. And it says, Abraham, that's where Abraham dwelt. He dwelt there. And it says that Lot pitched his tent at Sodom and Gomorrah. So, this where is Sodom and Gomorrah is described here. And we continue to Adma and Zeboim. It says even to Lasha. And we're going to see more about this. But again, we know that this is the land that was cursed. And this is where Abraham went to. This is where Abraham was. Abraham went to the land of Canaanites, where the um, uh, where the Canaanites live, obviously, and also in Genesis thirteen verses fourteen is this where it says, "And the Lord said unto Abraham, after Lot was separated from him, lift up thy eyes and look from the place where thou art, north and southward, eastward and westward." You know. You know, God told Abraham to look northward, southward, eastward, that I will give you all the lands of the Canaanites. You see, because of this land, God gave, uh, because these people, God gave uh, the land, all the lands of these people to, the, to Abraham. Because this line, it says that they will be servants. This, this is what the Canaanites gonna be. It's a curse being unto Canaan. You will be servants of servants. So eventually um, the Canaanites begin to serve the Israelites because that's what the curse was um, was cursed upon them because of what um, Ham did to Noah because of dishonor because of Perversion that came in place, and these 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 people became perverted, and God gave Abraham all the lands of the Canaanites. And here he says in Genesis, also going back in Genesis thirteen verse fifteen, he said, "For all the land which thou seest, to thee will I give it, and to thy seed forever." And Say to all the land you see, I will give it to them for your seed forever. Oh, also in Genesis 13, verses 17, it says, Arise and walk through throughout the land. Now this is the land of Canaan. And it says, The length and breadth, all the lands. And God says also in Genesis 15, 
from verses 18 to 21, it says, you know, say to thy seed have I given the land from the river of Egypt to the great river of Euphrates. Now, now nations here he's going to mention is, he says the Canaanites, the Canaanites, the Cadmonites, the Hittites, the Perizzites, the Rephaims, the Ammonites, the Canaanites, the Gershites, and the Jebusites. Now, this is all the land God gave to Abraham through the line of Canaan, through the line of the Canaanites. God gave Abraham the entire land. And, you know, that's the character. Again, the character of God is that God is sovereign. He gives the land to whomever he wishes. And most of the time when people commit some kind of abomination in the land, God will give the land to somebody else. And God will give the land to whomever he wishes. And that's who God is. He's, he's, a, he's the land owner, the ultimate land owner. And here you have in verse 20, it says, these are the sons of Ham. And this again, these are the black race. I call it the black race, the African race. Um, of, of course, they are all the rejected. They are all rejected line because Ham and Jephthah, they are all rejected line. And that's why they are mentioned first. Because we're going to go to the line of Sham next. And the line, the line of Sham is the accepted line. So we're going to move to the accepted line here, the line of Sham, which begins in uh, chapter 10, verse 21. It says, also, it says, unto Sham also, the father of all the children of Eber, the brother of Jephthah, the elder, even unto him were children born. Now and he mentions the sons of he's going to mention the sons of Shem, and here the children of Sam is Elam, Ashur, Aphasak, Lud, Aram, and he says the children of Aram are Oz, Hur, and Gisha, and Mash. And in verse twenty-three, he says the children of Shem are Aphasad. And Aphasad begat Salah, and Salah begat Eba. And in verse 21, it says, And unto Eba were born two sons, and the name of one was Peleg. For in his days was the earth divided, and his brother's name was Joktan. Again, you have Peleg and Joktan. The, uh, the day the earth was divided. Here, he's talking about a division okay of these brothers these nations you see these are nations and here you have the line of sham begins here in verse 26 and it says Joktan begat Almadad and Shelab and it says Hazab Mareth and he has Jira and Hadoram and Uzal and Diklag Obal Abimael and Sheba and Ophi and Havilah and Jobab. All these were the sons of Jotham. And then you have this, all these were the sons of Jotham. 
mentioned here again the line of Shem, beginning to the line of uh, Shem, um, the Shemites. These are the accepted line, and and this is the line of Christ. This is where Jesus Christ is coming. Through this line, you have Abraham, you have David, and you have Christ through this line. So we have in verse uh, chapter 10, verse 10, 30, it says, These are uh, the dwell in Misha and Sipha, the mountain of the east. And in verse 31, it says, These are the sons of Shem, after their families, after their tongues, in the lands, after their nations. Again, these are all the sons of Shem. And you have in verse 31, uh, verse 32, it mentions here, it says, These are the sons of Noah after their generation. So it wraps up with in verse 30, 32 that these are the families of the sons of Noah after their generations in their nations. And by these were the nations divided in the earth after the flood. See, these were by these were the nations divided. So all these people are mentioned, these individuals, these are nations. These are not just individual people. These are nations. Okay. Uh, and I mentioned Canaan, that he will be a servant to the servants, you know. But it's not talking about Canaan, the person that is going to be servant. He mentioned the nation. As I mentioned before, God gave the Canaanites, the land of the Canaanites, to Abraham, which, which uh, was fulfilled as the curse of uh, Canaan, that is going to be servant to his brothers, Shem and Japheth. So, but individual... Uh, Canaan was not a servant, so or the nations that came out of him were. So wrapping it up in verse 32, it says, These are the families of the sons of Noah after their generations in their nations. And by these were the nations divided in the earth after the flood. Now all sons of Noah are nations of the earth. And... If you, to wrap it up, it says in Genesis 9, verses 19, going back to Genesis 9, verse 19, it says, These are the three sons of Noah, and of them was the whole earth overspread. The whole earth were overspread from, this, from these three sons of Noah. So we're going to continue on, and we'll see more in the line of Shem. But here, God is basically has rejected this line, which is the line of the Hamites and the line of uh, Japheth. Now we're going to look more into this line of Shem. And we're going to go down from this line and we're going to follow this line of Shem all the way down to throughout the Bible now. And we're not going to talk more about the other rejected line. We're going to see through this line all the way to throughout from, from now on. So we're going to talk about it and we're going to begin in Genesis chapter 11. But until then, God bless you, precious saints.